0: Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sew,
1: sew, 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 sewing out loud. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And before we get started on our topic today, I'd like to remind everyone that we put out a weekly newsletter. And so you can go to sewhere.com/slash love note and sign up. If you already get our weekly newsletter, um, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> you won't be able to sign up again. I had a few people go and be like, "It wouldn't let me sign up." I'm oh, like, "I think you already get our newsletter." Because you
2: are already getting it. Anyway,
1: thank you. And what is it called? Sohere.com dot com slash love note because it's not a it's not a newsletter. It's a, it's love, a note. love note. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay, so today we're talking about walking feet. Yes. Do you want to start off with your? You know, you kind of like a list. I have a history. This personal history. I know the
2: history a little bit. I think, you know,
1: I'm going to say what I know. Yeah, if your little here, yeah, disclaimer. If your little history of the walking, foot isn't you know completely all encompassing, it is a good, I think, uh, perspective of a very enthusiastic home sewer, who then got into the sewing machine business, da-da-da-da-da, and this is how, you know, that's who you are. You you know the other thing
2: about sewing and its history? Uh Uh-huh. This is what's, like, we know, you know, we know who invented the sewing machine, except we really don't because Singer beat him to the, but anyway, long story. It's a little muddled there, what happened. Um, The thing about sewing history is a lot of sewing was done by women. Yeah. And women could not read and women could not write. No.
1: Well, and, and.
2: And it was, so there's no good written history of a lot of these things that are techniques or or evolutions.
1: You know, when we talk about women not being literate, uh, you know. Or the sewing was done by people who were... Well,
2: fancy sewing was done by the rich. Right. So, like, things like embroidery and all Mm -hmm. that, those were the ladies that were, you know, trained to sit around and they did this in their leisure time. The other, like, in, you know, what should we call it? Practical sewing or, you know, um, what would be considered something like a a home task. Mm -hmm. Those were done by the really, really poor people. Right. Right. And so if they developed a technique, they pass it along, you know, mouth by mouth or whatever. Right. Um, it was not passed. Away. So that's, I think, why a lot of times, like you and I, you know, I have a denim story that you don't believe is the real denim well, story. Well, I heard, and,
1: no, I think the denim story has been corroborated. The corduroy story the is, corduroy the, kinda is the one that yeah. apparently is not I, true. I, I
2: guess that's why when, you know, I, I hate to give it, say it's a disclaimer. It's, it's what we've sort of thought we believed as things have gone on on. And you know, History evolves in different places. Something could be happening in Europe, and it's happening differently. Maybe you know on the other side of the pond, right? Or you know in the in the mid, you know the far east versus you know just the eastern countries, right? So everything evolves a little bit differently. So
1: it all always wasn't global, right? And uh, you know, I guess if if we're talking about the walking feet, and be like, well, my walking, you know, I have another walking but, well Well, right, you right. know, of course, it's possible you know we've seen a lot maybe and we sometimes
2: we call everything. things the wrong thing or not the wrong thing but they've somehow inv- evolved into we're using an industrial term in a home setting and it's not really the same mechanism right
1: okay so, so talk okay. about when you were sewing okay well or what yeah, i talk, th- yeah. what,
2: what i originally believed was a walking foot mm-hmm. was what they had in industry and my uncle okay did upholstery like uh-huh. and like a lot on cars he did a lot of like he had you know a business and his walking foot was on this big hunky ugly greasy machine i don't know how he kept his stuff clean it always seemed like it was dirty in there to (laughs) me i mean and this man was truly an artist he could cover anything if he had a good piece of vinyl okay yeah you know um so anyway his what he had is he had this huge industrial machine and it he said he at one time said, this is a walking foot. Because uh-huh. I said, why, does that, why is that foot stacked on top of itself? Oh, okay. So it looked like there was a foot. Mm-hmm. Your regular foot with the little you know, toes of it hanging out. And then it looked like there was another foot hanging between it. Uh-huh. So it was right on top of each other. Right. It wasn't behind the needle bar or in front of the needle bar or to the side. side they, it was right this foot that looked like it was stacked on top of each other. And what he said to me was that helps pull heavy things together because just the feed dogs and the one presser foot would miss contact, uh-huh. okay and it wouldn't help pull so to me that was a walking foot for years like that i like when that i was that was when older, you were young
1: that was when you were young, little, like yeah like little kid little, little, like, like yeah. in
2: the 50s uh-huh. okay
1: now i god, had god so long and i though. had no,
2: <laughs> and i had no orientation to home sewing machines at all at that time, right? Okay, right, right. I, I had none. I had absolutely none. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was to make contact with the goods, is what he said, and so that they would have even pressure from the top and the bottom, uh-huh. and it would get pulled through. Otherwise, the especially the vinyl being sometimes slick or not being rough enough on the back or whatever, you know. And these things were thick. You know, right. you have like a. What, an eighth inch, an eighth inch, and an eighth inch, especially if he was, like, putting piping in it. Oh, I mean, uh-huh. you know, he, he did some of that very detailed work. Okay. So that's what I thought was a walking foot. Right? Right. Okay. Now, I don't know when this evolved or what happened or anything, but there's also something that – we with home machines call a built-in walking foot. Uh-huh. And it's something that it's it's like this little mechanism that you can pull back down behind your needle bar. Uh-huh. And it looks like a little toe. Yeah. And it moves like what? In 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 rhythm, in, yeah, conjunction in conjunction with your feed dogs, yeah, like in the same motion, going the same it way. It looks
1: like a little hook almost. Right. And mom's got her mom's got her finger on the table. She's sort yeah. of like stroking the table. Like like she,
2: I was a horse, make counting. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And she lo- she looks like she's um, you know, pulling fabric through That's to right. help you along. Pulling, pulling. There you go. Okay. So what I okay that is not a
2: true walking foot even sure. though they people will sell it to you dealers will say to you it has a built-in walking foot uh-huh. it is not a built-in walking foot it is a puller foot
1: and they will call it uh, everybody you know everybody's got their own name right. for it every brand will say it's Dual feed or bu- built-in dual, which dual, dual feed would be correct? Oh, it I would know. be a synonym because it's, a, it's feeding from the
2: top and yeah, there's two feeds, right? And the reason I call it a puller foot uh-huh. is it's not making contact with the feed dogs, right, right? Right. So the feed dogs, it's not like the top pressure and the bottom pressure are meeting at the same time, right? Okay. All right. So that that's what I knew as a puller foot, and like I said. Dual feed walking foot, you'll hear it called built in, built in, dual feed, built in. Okay. Then comes along what the home industry needed, the dressmakers needed this to match fabrics with plaids, um, keep velveteen velvets or velveteens moving at the same rate. Corduroy was another one, anything that had that pile. That would make it slip or not grip the same. Mm-hmm. They made this thing called a plaid matcher.
1: That's what it was called, I believe. That's that's what I heard it was and, called. So, Mom's telling me this. I will tell you, we don't like rehearse a lot for these podcasts, <laughs> but like, I, 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 she doesn't know this. This is complete news to me. Okay, and I'm, I'd love to know if there, like, is there packaging where it's the called the plaid thing matcher?
2: I have ever used the. The current day, home, walking foot for right. The only thing I have ever used it for mm-hmm. is matching a plaid.
1: Well, and we'll, or a
2: stripe or we'll, a design. We'll
1: get into some other right. uses for the what we now call the walking foot right. after the message break. But so you bought a plaid matcher. When did you like buy a plaid matcher? I,
2: I think somehow not, or, some, or, I got given one or yeah. something. I can't remember how this happened. Okay. Yeah, I think I was given one. One did not come with it like the machine I had. And they the weren't like, I here's had. a
1: walking foot. They were like, no, here's no, a no. plaid matcher. I, it was a
2: pattern matcher or a plaid matcher, something like okay. that, where we matched the pattern that was on the fabric.
1: Sure. In, in dressmaker terms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like matching plaids. Right. You know, everybody... That can be hard. Or They're, home deck. Yeah, that can right. be difficult or, or whatever. So Especially um, if your two fabrics aren't feeding the same. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it helped. So your plaid matcher and the walking foot, let's explain a little bit how they work. So modern day, what what everybody kind of is going to think of as a walking foot. What, what
2: everybody at home has right. that's called a, a walking foot right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. How does it work? Well, first of all, it attaches to your needle bar. hmm And your shank, both. You have a little flipper lever there that has to hit your needle screw area. Because that lever goes up and down and up and down. So,
1: most of them are going to screw on to your presser foot shank because they're a big contraption looking thing. That's right. A lot of people are like, oh my God, what is this? And then there's a. It's not always easy to get on. Sometimes you have to kind of go sideways to get it on. Yeah, you got to kind of fiddle with it. Definitely
2: your shank has to be all the way up.
1: Yeah, presser presser foot up, needle bar, um, you know, in the correct position. So then you have that claw. And why it's important, I've seen people just not put the claw on the needle yeah, bar. It, it, well, it, it, it'll sew, It just <laughs> yeah, won't do anything. It won't do anything. Sew, won't do anything. Um, why the, the claw uh, on the needle bar is important is because when the needle bar goes up and down, it's doing so in time with the feed dogs. It, right. right we talk Everything about timing. Is time, timing time. is very your important your timing's right. off i need a timing adjustment right. we talk about timing all the time and so the walking foot i would often explain it as a second set of feed dogs like
2: a top feed dog top feed now dog. and that is how i explain it but mm-hmm. in reality
1: mm-hmm.
2: all it's doing is adding pressure so the feed dogs meet right uh, and that those layers sort of meet and get pulled back by the feed dogs right that walking foot is really not pulling back right. if you really really look at the mechanism and how it's working that feed dog is just coming down to meet with more pressure Yeah, just
1: kind of punching down right
2: it's, it's it which is what i do with my hands when i right. sew and right. you can
1: you can make the walking foot do this while it's off your machine by moving right. that cloth if you move down. those
2: little things you can see how it works yeah so what we call a walking foot is really just like the cyclic downward pressure, but it contributes to the feeding of the fabric. Right, right. Even and though it's not feeding, it's it's a it's a contributor.
1: Yeah, and it's a helpful. It, what people are using it most for nowadays is quilts. Right, walking. Feed. Well, and
2: that's what happened. All of a sudden, when we started putting these battings together, yeah. And we wanted to do it on the machine machine. because, you know, it was done by hand for all those years. Sure. Um, It was a social thing, you know, to quilt your quilt, Um, hand quilt your quilt. So when people started using the machine, they realized it wasn't feeding well. All of these layers, or they were sliding. And so the walking foot definitely help them right now it doesn't it doesn't always make it perfect it doesn't mean you don't have to have some skill to do
1: that oh sure it's a, yeah but I, it can it can make a big difference yeah. i mean i uh you know our district manager had me do a a demo on the baby lock of a, a little quilt square she said hey just run this run this you know little sample of a quilt sandwich through with just the presser foot Right. She said, and then run it through with the fabric sensor on. So there's fabric right. sensors on some of the baby locks. And then she said, then run it through with the fabric san- sensor and the walking foot on. You know, and it really did. It, it made a big difference. And you
2: were just letting it go through. Was, you weren't controlling no, it. No, right.
1: I was g- gently... Right, guiding just it. guiding, yeah, and directionally so, guiding. Yeah, it. it can make it right. can make a big difference for people who are running all those big layers. Now, together. I have
2: heard people say to me, "Oh, but you know, when you get that bulky bulky seam, it helps you go over that seam." Now, here's here's my take on that. First of all, that's what I use my knee lift for.
1: Right. If I have
2: to walk over a seam, mm-hmm. that's why I have a knee lift because I have both hands on my project and I am my knee lift and I'm lifting my foot and I'm going. And then there's also feet that help accommodate that yeah, a little yeah. bit. you know. But as far as like transversing a seam and making it that much easier, not all of these walking feet are really capable of that they don't even lift high enough right to, to do that, that so i you know i i don't know that it really helps do that
1: well um we're going to end our little non-controversial well, section of the podcast with with this last comment right <laughs> okay and then we'll take a message break and, and right. come back and then we'll the talk t- about
2: what people are doing yeah. nowadays
1: yes Go ahead. Do you have something else to add before the message break? No. Oh, okay. I thought no. I thought you I don't had one think, more thing. No, I'm, sorry. I'm just
2: saying that there's more to talk about. Yes, yes. So so we can have a little commercial. A little commercial, and then we can come back, and we can still be talking a little bit about walking feet, about what I think we haven't, yes, talked about yet. Okay. Hey, Mal. Hey, Mom. I heard you were easy. Oh no. <laughs> How's what does it? that mean? No, it
1: means what what you I think what you really heard was, well, wow, Mallory, your easy tea looks so good on you. Oh, yes. that
2: uh, you know I should have known In that your, it was something about something you made.
1: Like you said, you're getting into your golden years. Sometimes. <laughs> You know, miss mishearing things, it happens. No, you're right? the one that
2: mishears things. <laughs> I know this. You make lapel pens about it.
1: Okay. So, uh, I am currently wearing an Easy Tee and I wear them all the time. Uh, the Easy Tee is a semi-fitted, short-sleeve t-shirt made out of a woven fabric and you draft the Easy Tee to fit your measurements by taking the T class. Well,
2: how do I take this class?
1: It's an online class that you can watch anytime on Sohere.com. To purchase the class, go to soherecom slash EZT. That's just E-A-S-Y-T.
2: Is this on my computer?
1: It's on your computer. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. The... Class is divided up into short, easily consumable segments. Some of which you may not ever need to watch ever again, but some of which you might want to revisit. So you have the ability to mark lessons as completed and also to star lessons so you can go back and revisit the ones that are most important to you.
2: And I can vouch, Mallory's Easy Tea is a lot easier than Mallory is. <laughs>
1: Once again, go to SewHere.com slash EZT to begin your pattern drafting journey. Sew, 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 out
0: loud. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer.
1: want to start with in this little section of the podcast. About I can't walking. wait to hear. I don't even know what she's going to say, well, so this will be a surprise to me, okay, but okay. I'll, I'll start off okay, and yeah. then, like, this is just my perspective on, on this issue. We see this so often, it gets recommended a lot to use a walking foot for knits.
2: And, okay, I hasten, I, I shouldn't say when, this. Well, Well, I guess, here's what I want to say. Six out of se- seven people, I've looked this up on the internet because I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out why people were recommending this. Right? Uh huh. Six out of the seven people that have recommended this, four of them I've never seen use it. Okay. okay.
1: Oh, this is this isn't like a sti- like you looked at seven. Blog this is posts. my okay. statistics. Okay. Okay. okay, got it. No, no, got no.
2: It. This is what I. I mean, I'm not going to look anymore because they they were making <laughs> me sick. Okay. I, I can only look at so many when I go. What the hell are you people trying to do? Okay. Okay. So. I looked at seven different ones. I should have written this down because I think I look at seven different ones. Okay. Four of them, is that what I said? Four of them never even used it. They said, Oh, you're going to need this in this project. And then they never used it. Okay, like in a video. Yeah.
1: They were like, Have a walking foot. It was an instructional video. We're going to
2: make um, leggings,
1: leggings or yeah. something.
2: And you'll need a walking foot and you'll need this. And they never used it. Okay. And I thought, well, that's nice. Okay. Like, they don't know what the hell they're doing, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Or they certainly don't know how to edit their videos. Right. Okay. So, anyway, I was like, okay, so everybody talks about using it. Who the hell is using it, right? Or who the heck is using it? So, anyway, and then out of those, six of those seven people, of course, now, remember, four of them didn't use it. So, the two that did. Uh Uh-huh. Their Stuff look well, actually, all six of those people's stuff look like junk, right? But two that did use it, it still looked bad,
1: yeah. It, it's, didn't. it was,
2: they were like, Well, it's a little wavy, and I'm like, A little, right? But, but anyway, that's me being critical because if I can't do it, I'm certainly not going to teach it to sure. you, sure, sure. I mean, no, really, there are things I can't do, and I will not teach them to you, sure. But so, there was one person, and I, you know, what I thought I wrote this down, and I don't see it, I, you know. And she seemed to be using it, and it worked. Now, what I would believe to be true is it's only going to work on certain knits.
1: Okay, so this is where I want to chime in about us and walking feet on knits. To be 100% freaking honest here... We have never. I have never used ever one. used a walking foot on knits. It has never occurred to me. It goes against our instincts. We're going to explain why. If you like to use a walking foot on your knits and it's making you successful, if it's successful, do it. Do yes, yes, yes.
2: absolutely. But do But we
1: do want to. We want to put our perspective out there here and um on this, especially since we do sew so with a lot of knits, like. Just I'm wearing some right now, uh, and we do. You know, you all know we love our sergers, but we also sew on the sewing machine with our knits. It's not like I we just only... made a.
2: I just made a pair of pants yeah. using my sewing machine. I did
1: the neckline on
2: this right. shirt with but a. A lot of times we and sewing and and this seems to be where people do have trouble with knits for apparently yeah. is in
1: top stitching. Uh huh. Okay, um But okay, here's here's my deal about the knits. We wanna, you know, I guess a walking foot's supposed to be an even feed foot. It's supposed to make things feed evenly. Right. And I know that knits can wanna move around on you because they are stretchy fabrics. But I think that a walking foot would be very bulky, okay, in the in the use of knits. Right. And also you want your knits sometimes to stretch and not feed evenly. Well, sometimes you're
2: stretching, stretch like like a neckband a or a neck sleeve. Band. You're, stretching, a you're, sleeve stretching, cap. you're stretching. You're stretching. Stretch the you're fabric. stretching mm-hmm. the fabric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're stretching a piece to fit a piece. That's
1: not being stretched. Exactly. Right. I mean, and this can, you can think about this on some wovens, too. Sometimes oh, it's absolutely true. easing together two seams right. of different
2: lengths. So sometimes that is what is called technique.
1: Okay. Well, and, and you know, we do need to put our money where our mouth is and do a video on holding fabric and just video ourselves and, yes, sewing and for sure. But... The other thing is, I think people concern themselves with parts of the garment that they don't need to be thinking about when sewing, okay? what you Oh, boy, re- this would be good. You, okay. This, <laughs> I really want to hear this. I, I see this a lot. You need to concern yourself with what is under the needle. Right. Okay? And concern, of course, with your seam allowance as well. And you've chosen a guide that doesn't move. It's probably a line on the bed of your sewing machine on your throat plate. And or it's oh piece boy. Of tape. now wait a minute.
2: A hey, guide do not look at the
1: needle. Yes, yes. Okay. Do not look at the needle when you sew. So let me let me continue because that may have sounded when I said concern yourself about what's under your needle, right? So when I was easing together the hood of my Kelly anorak, it was like these two curved pieces, right. okay? All right, over to the left of my needle. Right, this fabric was bunched up. That's right. It looked awful. And that's okay.
2: exactly what I was going yes, to say. It, yes,
1: over, over on the left side of your needle, it looks like hell. Okay. Right. But under my needle, my fabric is exactly flat. Exactly where you're piercing that fabric. Okay, my my right. fabric is flat where I'm piercing the fabric, and my raw edges met up to the right, right. of my needle, on my five eighths inch seam allowance. That's now, right. okay, that's a woven, guys. All right. right? So then, when I'm doing my t-shirt sleeves on the serger on the sewing machine i'm concerned that what is underneath my needle is flat right and that my raw edges are meeting That's and like right. over here to the left i mean don't let your fabric well you, you want know, to make sure your
2: fabric's supported, supported and not pulling on anything that kind of thing but absolutely like,
1: a knits oftentimes have such a small seam allowance Ex- well i'll have a quarter inch well seam the allowance other thing is is
2: that home walking foot yeah. okay everybody it's going to react differently when you have a bulkiness on one side of the seam and a non-bulkiness on the other.
1: It it just doesn't make sense to I me. I think it would. And once again, this is flown in the face of like I I don't even know if I can bring myself to <laughs>
2: No, we to have do to this. try it.
1: I don't know. <laughs> but I I um hey, when I quilt
2: stuff together, I don't use a walking foot.
1: Well, okay? I and I have, I mean, I, you know, I've I've used the walking foot, but we we are uh, – we do want to encourage people to use tools that make them successful. Right. 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 So sometimes, you know, you are an well, expert in fabric manipulation, sending stuff through, not letting <laughs> it – Among other
2: things I okay, manipulate.
1: <laughs> so obviously mom's a good manipulator. <laughs> um, You know um, – I love that title. She's, yeah. She is good at keeping things from sliding around. This takes practice. But the walking foot, I'm like, how would I just, that let you see stuff All ease I can think of is through. I started
2: sewing on knits in the 60s, uh-huh. the late 60s. Oh, they were horrible too guys. They were just horrid, horrid, horrid things. Talking about making a mistake and it being ugly. It was really ugly. I've never used a walking foot, and I've never had trouble. And I've made thousands of garments I have made garments out of stretch velvet without a walking foot. Right, right. I mean, now here's the other thing. The walking foot tends to hold the fabric very straight too. And pulls it straight. So if you're on a curve... You're out of luck. You need to be. You need to be lifting that presser foot and moving it a little. Right. Lifting it. No, so there's nothing like. I guess what I want to say. Um, expedient. Also or about not, it.
1: You're not supposed to go backwards with a walking no, foot. No, you're not. And a stitch that we use a lot for knits is the lightning stitch. That's you right. Know, which is a, it? Right. goes Backwards slightly. That's right. And now I you mean, can
2: use it. You can use a zigzag with a. a, a
1: yes, and a I walking say foot. I say you shouldn't go backwards, but you know. Linda Turner, uh, who worked for us for a while, she's listening. Oh, no. She did that border on that baby quilt with like a built in alphabet from the sewing machine and she used the walking foot and it looked fine so i guess wow. you know, yeah you're not i'm just saying yeah, test it you, out usually you know. you're
2: not supposed to do any decorative you're, you're, stitches unless they're all going in a forward in, in a fashion forward direct, no yeah. because
1: she, i said i said oh linda you're not supposed to do that and she's like well i i did it Mallory. Well, you know, <laughs> I, you know i mean the rules are there
2: <laughs> well, I, you know and one of my one of my little things is you can break the rules but you really have to do them right first and understand them before you can break them.
1: Or be prepared for the consequences.
2: Well, that's true. You know, Yeah, maybe. that's true. That's uh, very so true.
1: I, I see a lot of people in our group who I know like have sewn things for themselves uh, successfully right. and they say they're using the walking foot and so once again if you're being successful with it, more power to you. But this is, I'm just looking around at all these knits that we have here. <laughs> I know everything in I, here that yeah. hasn't
2: been done with a walking foot.
1: Well, or I'm i am looking at these fabrics, and remember you said different types of knits would be different. That's right. And, and, so, and the different pressure you put on a knit depends on if it does get wavy. Right. And so you've got, we've got like sweatshirt. Knit in here, scuba knit, swimsuit, Sweater knit, swimsuit lining, and like ponty and stuff. Right. Some of these are more stable, and some, right. you know, a legging pattern, there's not a ton of easing to be done. No. There's curves, right. Sort of. But like, I think about a t shirt, a sleeve, a sleeve and a t right. shirt, putting on a neckband. You know what? Someone did say in the group, said they were having a lot of trouble putting a neckband on a t shirt. And then she said, oh, I realized it was because I had basting stitches on it, and that and stabilized it wasn't it. allowing it to stretch. Right. And I was
2: like, this is such a good learning experience. So if you want to baste your knits, right here, everybody, you have to baste with a long zigzag stitch. Because it has to give, right? So once you put a straight stitch in it, you've stabilized it. Or she maybe she hand basted it. Well, that's gonna, and hand, they don't. That doesn't work well either, right? If you're
1: gonna hand base it, I guess the way for something a neckband's supposed to stretch so much. Um, not everything is supposed to stretch that much, right. you know. Um, but she said I took those out and it, it helped. And so we, we, there are challenges in sewing with knits, and you have to be ready for them. You have to know this right. is new to me, maybe okay, and. But you want that fabric to be
2: weird, okay? You know, I, 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 again, I'm, I'm getting into an area where I'm trying, going to try not to offend, but I need to be honest, okay? And it's quality of a machine, okay? If your machine is not feeding a knit well, it may never feed a knit well. It is possible, and it, oh no, it's very possible. possible. Believe me, I know. Right? Um, I have worked on really crappy machines. I've worked on really good machines and it always doesn't have to do with price, I have to tell you. The other thing is I have, you can look at these walking feet and some of them are truly awful. They're made very poorly. They're not, I mean, there is a difference between walking feet and if you're Brand of machine has a cheap walking foot you can buy to fit it or a more expensive one. I want you to really take a look at them or ask somebody if they know the differences because it will, it really does make, you could just tell by feeling it that um, there's going to be a difference in its performance. A
1: walking foot could cost you $120, right yeah. dollars Right. Okay. It could. Now, there are right. cheaper ones out there, like Mom said. The other thing is... If you find that your machine's performance is so improved by a walking foot and you're just feeding, like, two layers of cotton through there, you might have yourself a machine that doesn't have very strong feed dogs. Doesn't have... Your feed dogs may need to be adjusted. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, So, you know... Looking, you know, I wore out a all... pair of
2: feed dogs on a machine once.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: literally, I was like, what? This isn't a feeding room. I'm having all this trouble. And my feed dogs were worn, worn slick. Down. That's mm-hmm. how, Well, that's how much I sewed. Yeah, right. I wore them slick.
1: And, you know, now they make the feed dogs on, like, the higher end baby right. locks, you know, out of, like, diamonds or something. Right, or exactly. Whatever, you know? I mean, everything's um, <laughs> gotten better. <laughs> and if you actually, I've seen customers do this, they'll sew in the air, which isn't recommended, it will scratch up the bottom of their presser feet because those feed dogs are so resilient. You know, the foot's not made out of... The foot is
2: not as strong as the feed dog. Right, and the
1: the foot's cheaper to replace than the feed dogs, right? You know, so there's that reason. The other thing that... I mean, while we're on
2: walking feet or dual feeds and all the... Whatever we're on, whatever we're on, and also even the quality of machine, people will think that a walking foot will compensate for a machine that's not going to pierce this or not going to pierce that. That's not really what's going to happen, okay? Because piercing has nothing to do with the walking foot.
1: No. Yeah,
2: well, not, but yeah. what happens is people think it's about <laughs> the feet, and they're bending needles, and it's not. And if you're on a project that is curvy – it has a lot of curves and all those things. And you think a walk, walking help is going to help you. I think it's going to hinder you.
1: I think, you know, I think it would. I too. think it's
2: bulky. It's good. In fact, if you can get a, the smallest foot possible, right, you're better off. And that's what I would do. If somebody said, well, I'm going to make this and I've got to go through this many layers of, you know, webbing or whatever or vinyl, or I'd say, you need a single hole presser foot. Preferably a narrow one where the fingers are narrow mm-hmm. and you only use a straight stitch. That will help you feed through that machine Very much supportive. better than the walk. If you think about it, the walking foot is letting go. Right. It's down and up, down so it's actually letting go at some point. Right. If you have that single hold straight stitch presser foot, mm-hmm. that can do more for you than that walking foot. Right, right. But the walking foot will cost you more. And so
1: and like like we said, we're not, you know, saying walking feet are uh unnecessary No, in no, not at all. Well, and like I that, know quilters
2: love them. Yes, and I mean... I know quilters love them. I just don't quilt that much, and the quilting I've done, I've not used a walking and, foot. And, you know,
1: I thought you... I didn't know you were going to bring up those, um, like, videos or bloggers that you had mentioned. But, it totally freaked me out. But this is great, because if somebody is really recommending something, just look at their work. Well, and I if will tell you, this one person... using the walking yeah. foot to great effect, yeah. then... You know that they did it. I honestly
2: don't know if this one person's project was because she was such a poor sewer or it was such a poor fit or whatever. But she's talking about this walking foot. I never saw her use it, (laughs) which was really funny. And then she put on these leggings and they looked horrendous. Right. There was all of this bagging and pulling and they didn't fit her. Right. So I was like, please, if you're gonna, if you're taking someone's recommendation, look at what they've done first. Sure. Because it's just gonna cause you grief. Yeah. I yep. mean, I, I just, I, I, well, unless you want your leggings to look <laughs> like that. I mean, I, I guess there's a point there that, you know. But I was just, I
1: felt sorry for the woman making
2: the video, and right. I felt
1: sorry for anybody who's gonna follow her. Well, it, it, it can have. I mean, we all, we all have run across some, some pretty. You know, janky sewing tutorials. Uh, sure, I've taken
2: know. classes by people who I thought knew a whole lot more than me. That right. I was, you know, really ready to learn something, and I got in there and I thought, oh no, right, oh no, you know. So I mean, but like I said, I, I'm I'm talking about saving you your grief and your time. Well, we, you know, you just can't think everybody on the internet. Are, uh, I'm telling you, not everybody in every book that's published is right either.
1: The the walking foot thing on the knits, like I like we said, we haven't tried it yet. But it just every time I think about okay, it, okay, it it doesn't physically make sense to me. Every time I think about it, it I'm being just so perfectly like honest and vulnerable here. I know. I'm like. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And I believe that it's, it's, well, taught... the other
2: thing is, we've had a lot of success without a walking. Right.
1: Foot. Or, you know, it, I just never even considered needing to tame my knits like that. Right. They've never caused me that much no, trouble. No, And I have sewn on those cheaper machines that, you know, like the entry-level baby locks right. and stuff. We've well, got no, in guide class. Well, no, no I nicer. guess I might be those talking on even a... Yeah.
2: I mean, there are some machines out there, especially something that's sold like in a box store. You've got yeah. to really, really, really be careful. And it may have, it may even have a manufacturer's name on it, okay, like brother would be one. And it's not really a real brother, right okay it's something the brothers slapped their name on that they said oh yeah they sew on us on project runway so you'll want to buy our machine and it may really be a piece of crap right i mean um if you're sewing with that you're successful you know keep going i'm sorry Mm -hmm. right i mean keep going but, but also i remember um It was when I actually got my first Bernina, Mm -hmm. okay? And I had always, I had had a high-end sewing, had had a couple of high-end sewing machines before I had a Bernina. But what struck me was how fast it went. And I was like, why didn't someone tell me this machine went faster than all the
1: rest? Right. You know, and I mean, I could tell the difference.
2: And it had a knee lift. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. it had a knee lift. I
1: think the knee lift is really awesome for knits too. And I did yeah. a little, uh, in the self-sewn wardrobe group, I just did a little knee lift demo. I didn't sew on anything because that's, right. the knee lift is so hard to film because. Yeah, you, you need, to, you you need, to, need like, two the, screens going at yeah, the same time. Yeah, you want to be talking about your yeah. project and then you're like, hey, yeah. I just used my knee um, in case you don't believe so me. You know? So <laughs> I don't know
2: how offensive that this has been to anyone. It's yeah. definitely our view. It's from our experience. I just don't, I guess what it is, is I don't want somebody fooling around with a walking foot to try and make it better, and it's really not going to. Well,
1: and tell us your experience with yeah. and without the walking foot. You can do so in the comments on the podcast, uh, you know, at sewingoutloud.com. You'll see this episode. You can comment, in, uh, comment on it like a blog uh, like a blog post. You can get to me um, via email, Mallory at Uh And we're on Instagram as at ZD Sewing Studio. So do you have anything else to add, Mom?
2: I hope not. I just feel like I've cut down walking feet, and I didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: what? just that they have their
2: purpose, it's, and I I'm not sh- I'm sh- i am feel like they're being applied to almost confuse people.
1: It's been weighing heavily on our minds. Yeah, we've been thinking about this for a long, a long time. time. Yeah. Okay, well, say your thing, Mama. Okay. So long
2: and so happy.
0: Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.